Welcome, friends, to the Life on Purpose podcast. I'm so excited to start my third season with you. This year, we are focusing on the word confidence, how to get more of it, and where we are currently seeking it. The goal is to bring you some incredible conversations that will provide you with newfound wisdom, guidance, and resources. And on this third season of Life on Purpose podcast, we want to keep you inspired and remind you that everything you are looking for is on the other side of fear. It is my privilege, as always, to be a part of your journey to living with courage, hope, and confidence this year. And the beginning we all know to living with confidence starts with recognizing what is keeping us stuck. And for a fun, quick way to get started, hop over to my website at amydebrick.com and take my quiz, Are You Stuck in Your Comfort Zone? You can also access other free resources while you're there or grab a copy of my book, Embolden. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Life on Purpose podcast. This morning, I am talking with my good friend, Jennifer Ford Berry. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for having me, Amy. It's so exciting to talk to you. Uh, we, we normally talk in, in uh, different mastermind meetings, but this is fun to do the interview. And uh, Jennifer is like the master of all things. She's an author, she's a coach, she's a speaker, and she just helps women live their life on purpose by teaching them ways to organize, not just in their homes, but much uh, more beyond that. So um, I'm excited to talk to you today about all the things. Um, But before we do that, can you just give the listeners a little bit of a background on who you are and how you landed here? Sure. So I am, I'd never planned on being where I am right now. And it's funny because I'm such a planner. (laughs) So I had my (laughs) life all planned out and it didn't go that way. But I was in um, corporate America when I got out of college and I thought that's what I was going to do. I was doing, you know, high-end sales and I was working at Clear Channel Radio in Charlotte and 9-11 happened and I was pregnant with my first and it was kind of like, I was low man on a totem pole at the radio station. So when they decided to make cuts based on advertising kind of tanking for a little bit, I was one of the first to go. And I was at that point now a new mom and thought I wanted to be a stay at home mom. So I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, I have a baby. I'm going to stay at home, stay at home with her. And a couple months into it, I thought, yeah, I can't do this all day, every day. But I knew I didn't want to go back to corporate America because I wanted some flexibility. So I kind of went on this spiritual journey of figuring out what do I want to do when I grow up kind of thing. And I was reading this book and it kind of asked me all these questions about what are you passionate about? What are you good at? And I kept coming back to organization. And the funny thing about it then, Amy, is that professional organizing was not like a well-known thing. So I was kind of talking myself out of it, which I think a lot of women do because our calling and our purpose should be really unique. We shouldn't know everybody else doing the same thing that we want to do to a certain extent. So I couldn't shake it. And long story short, I decided to start a professional organizing business. Um, And I just kind of started out with like organizing people's closets that I knew. And I thought that's what it would look like. But it turned into so much more than that. I actually started a email list called Free Weekly Organizing Tips. And that ended up becoming the beginning of my first book. Had no idea what I was doing, just kind of one step led to another. And I think the reason that it's important to mention that is because once I stepped into this 
purpose, which I didn't even know it was a purpose at the time. Right. I don't even know if we talked about purpose back then. This is like 20 years ago. Um, but because I did that, it was just like this path started unfolding for me. And so then I ended up deciding to move back to New York, um, where my family's from and raise my kids here. And I just grew my clientele and one book turned into almost six books. Now I started the podcast about four years ago, the 29 minute mom. Um, now I'm doing life coaching because I realized being a professional organizer was never really about just containers and making everything look Pinteresty. It was about the inner work and it was about helping women realize that clutter comes in all shapes and sizes. It's mental, it's relationship clutter, it's spiritual clutter and it's physical clutter. And that to tackle the mind and the psychology behind clutter is how you get to an organized lifestyle. Mm. Um, and so now since it's been so many years, I've re- seen a kind of a trend going in a different direction where I used to really work one-on-one with women, helping them clear clutter. A lot of times my clients aren't even home now because they're so busy working and trying to keep up with all the things that I have a different system where I use them to make decisions. And then they leave for a while or they go to work for the day and I put things in the right order. And then we start, you know, the next space. So it's interesting, but the bottom line is, is that it has turned into more of a ministry for me than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've realized that, you know, God created organization way before us. He had a perfect plan. Everything was orderly with him. And it kind of now I realize that I can be more bold about that part of my teaching because before I kind of only brought it up a few times, but now I'm like, yeah, we're doing it the Christian way. <laughs> this is the way it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, I love, there's so many things to unpack there that I actually love, no pun intended on the unpacking, but um, <laughs> I, I think that there's something to be said about when you're talking about tackling um, just organization in your mind and all of those different ways that it breaks down, you know, obviously more than just putting things away neat and tidy. Um, there's, there's such a freedom in that. And I think in that, is where you're, you feel more confident as a woman, as a, as a wife, as a mom, as just whatever, just a woman in general. And so, but I think a lot of times, and I'm sure you've seen this a million times over because you're working with such a range of clientele that where is the biggest sticking point that you feel that you see women have? Because I think a lot of times, most of us have great intentions, like, like, Oh, Or maybe we'll even do one, one task. Okay. I'm just focusing on my laundry room today. Like that's all I'm doing. But then you're like, oh, you know, you feel like you have that moment where you feel like you've accomplished something, but then, you know, sometimes I think our self-doubt comes into play and then we're like, okay, but I, I could never do this whole project or that whole project. So where do you see women mostly finding their themselves stuck? So what I'm going to say that when I started the business, there was no home edit, there was no HGTV, Pinterest, um, there wasn't all these people getting certified and professional organizer in organization. So the biggest thing I see is that you are, your face is in front of all these perfect images all the time now. And you're seeing these staged photos of these perfectly rainbowized containers. And you think, well, even if I'm organized, I'm not organized enough because my 
space doesn't look this perfect. And that's, what's holding a lot of women back is just, you know, stop looking at that. It's not about that. If you're, if your mudroom is organized to the point where you are on top of your laundry every day and you feel like you are not getting behind and you can find everything you need it exactly when you need it, then it doesn't have to be as cutesy as you think it has to be. Now, that's great if that's your style and you love that and it can be really fun. And sometimes I do that for people and sometimes I don't. It depends how much money they want to put into it because all of that costs money. Um, But it's more about stop feeling like every time you have to go out into a store or look on Amazon that you need all these things to make you an organized person. Those products do not make you an organized person. Little things like the basics of organization, like everything you own has a home, like things together, you put things back when you're done using them. Those, those skills are what make you an organized person. And that is what will make you feel peace when you're in your home and in your space. So I think that's tripping up a lot of women. And the second thing is we don't have the time that we used to have. Women do not have extra time. They don't have a week to just focus on getting their home organized. It doesn't work that way. Right. No, you're right. I mean, it, it like spans out. I'll have one project that I'm doing and I'm like, oh shoot, <laughs> today I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do that. And it's like, yeah, that's not how that worked out. But yeah. I do love that you mentioned that because about the comparison, because mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think that even for myself, um, and I think I'm, you know, for you and I, cause we're around the same age, we didn't all have all of that to look at before. We just organized in a manner, like you're saying, that was just feasible for our own household to make it useful and accessible to, to how we live every day and make it easy. But now it's a whole different animal. And I do think that if it's not this beautiful, you know, um, stock photo, yeah, so probably most of them. I don't even know. Are they even people's actual home that they're living in with four kids? Like when sometimes no. I think of that and I think, okay, so three of my kids are out of the house, three of the four. Yep. So I do have more moments obviously where it looks like some of it has been unlived in because yeah. there, are, yeah. there aren't that many people living in it. But when my kids were all younger, there was no way that those stock photos that we see as an organized home that was not my home. It, it couldn't yeah. be. Now we had bins at the end of playtime where they had to put things away and all of that kind of stuff. But I, I could see that. I can see that being a huge hindrance in people feeling confident that they're doing it not only the right way, but they're doing it like it's enough. Right. Enough. It's right. A, it's enough. Right. And there's even, you know, people used to like to interview me and ask me, well, what does your house look like? And when my kids were little, it looked it, when it was picked up, it looked very organized. Everything we knew where everything belonged. I don't keep thing. I keep things I don't love or use. Like I follow all the basics, but sometimes, you know, there'd be matchbox cars all over the living room. That doesn't mean you're not an organized person. That means your kid is playing with his matchbox cars and that's hundred percent. Okay. Right. If there's Barbie dolls all over the, you know, your daughter's bedroom, that's okay. You don't want to live in a perfect home, but you want to feel a certain way you're in your home and you don't want your stuff controlling you and making you feel stressed out and overwhelmed all the time. So it's way deeper than this Pinterest perfect lifestyle. It's just, that's a marketing, that's a marketing plan. It's not real, real life. Right. 
Right. That's great. I like that. That is, we were just talking about that. That is a huge marketing strategy, but not necessarily what's happening in everybody's real life. Right. Well, before I want to shift gears just a little bit and talk about your new book coming out, which is called Make Room. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we'll also talk about the coaching. um, But so tell us a little bit about Make Room, why you created it, because you do have this whole organized um, series that you already created. So what's different about Make Room? Why did you felt like you needed to write that? So a couple of things. First of all, Organize Now was a series I did for many years. There's uh, four books in that series. And it was a great seller because it was like right to the point. Like, tell me how to organize my living room. Boom, 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 boom. Tell me how to organize my pantry. Boom, boom, boom. Because people, they're busy and they want you to get to the point and teach them something. Make Room was a book that I really felt like God told me to write. And it was funny because the more I was coaching and the longer my career went on, the more I realized that I was, this really was so much deeper. There there was inner work that had to be done. I would meet with a woman. She'd hire me because she was overwhelmed, stressed out. She'd have a beautiful home. She'd have all the great stuff, but it was just in disarray. And the funny thing is, is that none of it was making her happy. Mm. She had worked her whole life to accumulate all this stuff. And she was not any happier. She was sad. She was ashamed. She was overwhelmed. She was stressed out. She was just like disheartened. And, um, I kept getting excited when I'd meet a woman like that, because I knew there was potential, not only in the space, but in her. And I knew that if I could teach her the skills that I've taught for years and I could get her home and her calendar and everything organized, which to me was the easy part. The most exciting part was the, the part that in my mind, I knew once she got to that side, she would have this freed up space, time, energy, money. And then I could get her motivated to start looking at her life differently and figuring out what her own God-given purpose was and going after that. And I knew that's what would fulfill her. Not the shoes in the closet, not the cars in the driveway. It was the fulfillment of knowing you wake up every day, living out your purpose. And so I realized that I was getting more excited about that. And so that's how the book started, where it was like, you know what? Everybody's seen these organizing books that tell you how to do this, but where's the why? Where's the deeper meaning? And even more important, I think, you know, a lot of people were comparing me at the time to Marie Kondo. I don't teach like Marie. I think her, her way of doing it is fantastic, but it's very different from mine. And I couldn't explain to people why that was. And when I really did my research, it was because Marie believes in Shintoism. So there's always a belief under the core of the organizer of how she teaches. And I started to say, why not embrace my belief of Christianity and that we're all coming in empty-handed, we're leaving empty-handed. I've emptied out many houses when people pass away and none of the stuff matters. It's what you're doing with your time and how you're creating memories and how you're leaving, you know, your impact on the world while you're here. So that is why this book is something that I just knew I had to get out. I wanted people to shift their way of thinking about organization. I didn't want them to keep thinking that they were falling short because their house didn't look like, you know, Pinterest or Instagram. And it's just so freeing because we don't have to believe in that anymore. Yeah. I love that, Jennifer. And I, I love the, it's so funny how you say that you're like the home stuff. That was the easy part, but I do think that it is a harder sell or harder, just effort and intention in general, when you have to do that self-work. And 
um, even if you are gently guiding her in that direction, if there's things that she or whoever that woman is clearly needs to address, because even when you have her house in a pristine manner, if you are still feeling like that disorganization inside or unsettled or whatever it is, I mean, like you said, I mean, where are you going with that? You know what I mean? It's like, you need that inner peace, that inner contentment, whatever. And, and, and I love how you said, it's not the shoes. It's not the cars in the driveway. It's what, what has God laid on your heart? And I think a lot of times because we are so busy, I think that intentional pause is so overlooked. We don't even consider it. We don't even think about it. We just keep doing, just keep going and keep doing. And, and even if they're not the things that God's calling us to do, because we don't take that moment to say, okay, yes, maybe I do want to do this, but should I be doing this? Is this what God's really calling me to do? And I think that there is really something to that, that next layer of happiness and contentment, because Mm -hmm. I think some of the things that we are doing, they're not bad, right? But if they're not really the things that God, God is calling us to do, I think we do have a lot of that unsettledness and feeling overwhelmed and all of that. And I'm not even sure a lot of times if women are recognizing that's where it's coming from. Right. I don't think they are because if you think about how much time you give every day to your stuff, whether it's simple, like we said before, laundry or dishes or paying bills or dealing with the incoming mail, all the things, it's just stuff. We're, we're so inundated spending our time with that, that we keep thinking if we race today, we're going to be ahead tomorrow. And if we race a little more tomorrow, by the end of the week, we're going to be at the end of the list. And we're not going to, we have to learn how to be content in our space, in our homes, where we're at and I mean, I'm the first one to say, I will admit I'm type A, I'm a huge striver. I strive, strive, strive. So when it comes to certain things, I can see myself doing that. But when it comes to space and stuff, it just comes like I've done it for so long. Plus it comes naturally for me to put space in order. And I feel like then if that's my gift, it's something I can share with a woman to get her to the other side. Just like I need someone to help teach me about how to take care of my finances, or if you hire a personal trainer, it's like, why not? There's other women that are better at these things than me. And I'm going to take their, I mean, I'm going to use their expertise to help me. Right. And it's the same thing with a professional organizer. But I think that when we sit in our space and it's all in order and we feel that peace, we need to recognize that instead of like jumping up and thinking, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's usually yeah. not enough. Like I will work with people. We'll get a whole room done and I'll say, how do you feel? And they're like, I feel so great. I feel so peaceful in here, but look at this room. It's a disaster. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. they, I'm like, no, take a minute to give yourself credit for the things we have done. Otherwise you're just constantly grabbing, trying to climb and you're not actually going anywhere. So it's about creating space that makes us feel peaceful, makes us feel content because we know, um, where, you know, how do we find things that we need? We can maintain it. But here's the other thing, Amy, the one thing I love about the book is I talk about stewardship a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think about when you think about your faith compared to organization, a lot of it is, you know what? God blessed us with these things. He blessed us with this home. He even blessed us with laundry. I mean, we prayed for these kids, right? We prayed for the spouse and with that comes laundry. So instead of being aggravated and annoyed by it, we can say, you know what? Thank you. And let's make this simple so that we're not spending our whole life in the laundry room, 
but we're spending enough time where we're taking good care. We're being good stewards of those things. And we're grateful for it instead of complaining. And I think the less you have, the more you can appreciate what you have. Um, so it's, it's so much, there's so much deep thinking behind it, but this book really dives into all of that. And I feel like when women read it, they're going to look at organization differently, Mm. like immensely different and not feel like they have to be perfect and striving, but they have to find that, you know, the real reason why you want to organize home has nothing to do with the picture that you can post on Instagram. Yeah. I love that. I love the, um, I love the mind shift. Honestly, I love that thinking about, you know, we, like you said, you know, we prayed for some of these things that are causing our overwhelm at the moment. We need to be grateful for those and, and recognize them again, not that you want to spend every day, all day doing some of these tasks, but, um, that's a huge shift in, in how you are approaching what organization is right there. And also, I love that you mentioned this when you're talking about when you've worked with clients and you do complete a room and then it's like, they're already onto the next thing. As I think as women, a lot of times we don't acknowledge our small wins. We are so task oriented and checking things off the list. And I mean, I'm the same way. And I've in the last few years have really had to double down on that for myself and like, okay. You know, like you said, even if you're, let's say your room or your house in general is organized, you just completed laundry, you feel good and your kid, and maybe there are matchbox cars all over, all over the floor. Cause your son or daughter, or whoever's playing or whatever, that's okay. We need to be like, okay, the laundry room looks great. I can sit here, watch him make a mess. And when he's done, we'll pick it up. But exactly. I don't think we, we are naturally inclined to do that. Yeah. And so I, I love that you point that out. And I think that that is huge for people to, to read about in the book and really understand the disservice we're doing to ourselves and to our confidence and to our purpose in, in getting our lives organized. So I think that that's, I think that that's great. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. I'd love to talk about the confidence part of it too, Amy, because I know that you coach on that. And I think, you know, the question is why does it make us feel more confident? And I think because even though we've evolved so much where men do help and we have stay at home dads and we have more of a partnership, I'm in homes all the time. And I still see the woman carrying the, the weight of what the house looks like on her shoulders. And I think that it makes us feel like we're a good mom or a good wife if we have this organized home. But what makes me so sad is that the the opposite is true. Women tell me all the time, nobody ever taught me how to do this. My mom didn't do it. Um, and so now I don't know, and I can't teach my kids. And so then they feel bad about themselves, you know, and it's like such a waste because I always think, you know, there's people out there like me that can teach you a different way. Um, and it's not worth it, but I hate that they put so much pressure on themselves because it's a lot. I mean, we have a lot on our plates right now um, for women we're working and we're doing the home and we're running kids to more activities than ever before. And we have digital clutter. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that have changed. Right. No, I think you're right. I mean, I think that there's the list just is ongoing, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 and to be fair to men, it's, I don't even think like for my husband that he's like intentionally saying, well, I don't really care about that kind of stuff, but women carry that burden. It's just what it is. I, I don't know why, but they just, it, it's, it's a way that they identify as a good 
mom mm-hmm. or a good wife or a good caretaker of their home or whatever it is, even if that's a false truth, that's the lie we bought into. And so yeah. that's an expectation that we are constantly trying to uh, reach, even if it's like you said, sometimes just not attainable to the extent where we want it to be or how we think it should look, you know, everybody's so unique in their perspective on how people approach things and, you know, what works for each family and all of that. But, um, I want to touch on this really quick before I have people, um, learn how to connect with you for all the things, but so you have, in addition to when we're talking about coaching and, um, setting women up, which is, you know, what you've done here, not just in the book, but you've got the created order neighborhood. And so I just want you to uh, talk a little bit about that before we wrap this up, because if somebody that's listening today is in that state of overwhelm and where do I begin and how can I start, you have really created this perfect um, opportunity for them to connect with you one-on-one within a group where there's constant community and support. So can you just share a little bit about that for that woman listening that really could use this resource? Yeah. So I, first of all, I love community, like hanging out with women is my thing. Like, I love it. I love lifting them up. I love inspiring them. So I wanted to create a community of women that were like-minded that wanted to live organized orderly lives so that they could go after their God-given purpose. And I learned after this, you know, two decades of doing this, that women don't have enough support when it comes to this part of their life. And so I wanted to create that. And that's what the neighborhood's about. And I also did it because I, I wanted to help more women and I can only help so many women face-to-face in person. So now everything that I've been teaching face-to-face, I'm doing online virtually. So no matter where you live, you can get the same kind of coaching. And this, this system that I use in this coaching has worked with so many different people. I've seen their lives where they've opened the door. They're practically in tears. They need organization. And then all of a sudden, few years later, I mean, they're living their dreams and that gets me pumped. So I know it works. And I know that there's a huge calling inside of all of our hearts. Like God made us all with a specific reason. And he made you with this perfect personality, perfect set of skills, but you have to get rid of all the clutter to find it. Sure. And so, um, that's why I created the neighborhood. I love doing it. And the women that join, they're serious about change. If you're ready, if you're like, I'm just sick of living this life and I know I can live a better lifestyle and I know I have a gift inside of me, then this is where you want to go because that's what every woman in it is feeling. And it's the point of it is to, yes, we're going to get your house organized. I'm going to teach you all the tricks that I know. I'm going to tell you step-by-step how to do every room in your house, but you're also going to get the, the mental coaching behind it of why it's so important to do this and why once you create up, create more space, time, energy, and money in your life, you will have more resources to give to your purpose. Mm. Well, let, so share with the listeners. I'm going to have you share also your book's going to be on pre-order. It's on pre-order now. It is on pre-order now. It's going to be available July 5th, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so make sure you pre-order the book, make room, but in the meantime, how can they connect with you and how can they, um, sign up for the created order neighborhood? Um, so for the created order neighborhood, you just go type in created order neighborhood and it will pull it right up. Um, and I'm actually giving your listeners a discount so they can type in this code embolden 20. Okay. To get we'll 20% have that. Yep. Make sure we have that. And there. then for everything else, the podcast, the book, 
Um, the books actually on pre-order everywhere books are sold. It's also on my website, jenniferfordberry.com. And it's, um, I'm on Instagram, jenniferfordberry too, Facebook, all the things. So that is where I list like resources, all the podcast episodes for the 29 minute mom, the books. Um, it's just a wealth of information. If you want to get organized, you know, I'm definitely have whatever you need to help do that. And if you're just on the fence, if you're like, I want to do this coaching, but I'm not sure if it's for me, then reach out and email me or DM me because I'm happy to answer any questions and just make you feel more comfortable on your decision. Cause I know that once you start, you know, women will say, I don't have the time, but it's not super time consuming. I really think you can get your whole entire life organized with a couple hours a week. If you follow along the process. Yeah. She's the master. So if you are on the fence, definitely like take her up on the DM or check out her website because Jennifer does an amazing, amazing job. And you are a, an uplifter for sure. Um, even when we're not doing these interviews and we do our own like meetings and stuff, Jennifer is the ultimate cheerleader. So wow, I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to connect with her, but thank you so much. It was so such good information. And I'm just praying for the women that needed to hear your message today and the resources that they, um, climb on board and, and, um, get a hold of you. Well, thanks Amy. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you. Well, that's it for us today, friends. If today's episode or any other episode has left you feeling encouraged and inspired, please consider rating, reviewing, or subscribing to Life on Purpose with Amy Debrick from your favorite listening platform. The mission, as always, of Life on Purpose is to meet you where you are, but not leave you there, and let you know that although fear is normal, courage gets the final say. See you next time. 